0: All right, are we ready? We are ready it's summerslam fan It is summerslam and I have no voice so my my vince is gonna be awesome <laughs> welcome to Saturday morning superstars summerslam ninety two <laughs>
1: the voodoo Papa Shango Ultimate <laughs> Warrior at the end of this in the last couple of weeks. 92. 92.
0: <laughs> well, We had part two. Part two. Yeah. Electric
1: Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is SummerSlam. I am Dom. And I am fan. This is it. This is the midlife crisis for us because <sighs> the wives aren't going to let us buy a boat. No. Uh, no boat in my future. Yeah, so we got to watch early 90s professional wrestling and we've been going from WrestleMania 8 all the way to finally SummerSlam. So this is our first pay-per-view. And uh, we're going to do the first half of SummerSlam 92.
0: Yes, we've gotten into the pay-per-view because the first episode that we ever did for our podcast was right after WrestleMania. So we're talking a good four months of Superstars episodes, which we thought at the time were going to lead to SummerSlam which didn't happen. No, it, it was about three months of build up for something that we didn't know that we would not see unless we searched for it, which we did. We made our own pay per view, uh, in there, <laughs> which we found out was mostly Rampage '92. So for about the last month, we've had some build up for SummerSlam. In retrospect, I think for four weeks' time, the builds leading up to SummerSlam, I thought has been pretty decent for most of these feuds.
1: Yeah, we didn't understand the business model. We thought all the storylines would lead to SummerSlam, and it really was leading us to get out of the house and go to the Spectrum and watch a touring show, which eventually was like basically Rampage '92. Yeah, and SummerSlam was its own separate promotion, and none, none of the feuds really carried over. They kind of just scrambled them up to do a new card. Because I guess everybody had seen this show for the last three months. If you had gone to see this show at the Spectrum or the Boston Garden or whatever, why would you buy it for SummerSlam? No. I think you're right because this was very modern. This was like a month and you got your pay-per-view, which is exactly like where we're at now. Yeah, pretty much. After we do the SummerSlam shows, it'd be interesting to see if we have a build-up into Survivor Series or if we have Mm. another tour and then a build-up to Survivor Series. Because Survivor Series is quicker
0: yeah survivor series is right around thanksgiving right so we're talking three months you know we're at the end of august right now so september october so there could be maybe a little bit of a build for some house show things and then into survivor series
1: yeah it's gonna be interesting post summer slam because a lot of changes happening
0: yeah we're gonna see some people i guess leaving and maybe some new people coming in and starting to make their mark including razor ramon i'm interested to see like his build towards whatever he does in the future because obviously he's going to become a big star
1: so we're going to hit half of this thing because it's a three-hour show yes not our show their show (laughs) their show (laughs) ours
0: cannot be three hours no you're not going to make it especially with this voice yeah
1: yeah, so we're doing, like, the undercard, and our main event for this episode will be the Tag Team Championship. So we're going to have mm-hmm. Money, Inc. versus LOD, Kay. Nails versus Virgil. Yeah. Nailbiter there. Yeah, that's the uh, no-one-asked-for-it match. No-one-asked-exactly. <laughs> Sean versus the model yes. in the Who's the Heel? <laughs> Who <laughs> like, is the heel of this, yeah. And then we're going to round it out. This is going to end with the Beverly Brothers versus the Natural Disasters for the Tag Team titles. Mm -hmm. unreleased what we don't get because this is weird this is on like mega tape delay this happened a couple days earlier than it was shown in the states and i don't know if we got an edited version of it yeah because one thing about the production it's pretty slick i mean it goes like
0: oh yeah it goes quick
1: there's no downtime so i wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a heavily edited version of this pay-per-view yeah, But we don't get Duggan and the Bushwhackers versus the Nasty Boys and the Mountie. We don't will really. see the Nasty Boys, but we don't get the match that they were in. Another mm. match that, I don't know if you consider it a dark match, but just a match that didn't make air on the pay-per-view was a Shango El Matador. Mm. And I have two theories about this. One. Okay. Pay-per-view time might have been expensive and it might have, might have rolled over. But also, if you're going to stuff this stuff on a videotape, you know, yeah. back in the day, there was a finite amount of time that the show could be or uh, else it'd have to go on two tapes. Oh, that's
0: true. So maybe, maybe it was too much for one VHS.
1: Yeah, if you put on two, it doubles your production cost. So yeah, I think we can lose the Bushwhacker-Duggan match.
0: You know, as I'm looking at that, I'm wondering, we never got a blow-off for the Mountie and Slaughter, did we? Or are we going to see that later?
1: I don't know if we'll ever see that.
0: Yeah. That was a pretty heated battle there throughout the summer.
1: Yeah, I couldn't find it on the network when we were searching for it. The Mm Mountie slaughter just didn't seem to exist. All right, so we we hit the show. Yes.
0: We start off with shots of London, England, and... All of the fans outside. Well, actually, before I get into that, I'm sorry. I I forgot the most important part of the show (laughs) right right at the beginning was that it is brought to us by none other than IcoPro for everybody that cares about their
1: body. My notes say off to a bad start. Vince is a little confused here. He's confusing his talent, like wrestlers and bodybuilders, with his customers <laughs> not,
0: not the same people this is two different demographics there are those that can wrestle and those that watch wrestling
1: yeah those that watch wrestling do not care about their body yeah, exactly not at all no these are little kids who want to dress up like superheroes that they see on television yes and men who actually think that these people are fighting for real yeah <laughs> They're not in any way bodybuilders. No, not at all. They're not buying your crap, Vince. They're never buying Ike Pro. (laughs) No, they are not. They're not
0: going to buy Ike Pro. I don't want any wind in my medicine cabinet.
1: Come on, you got to try Cyclone. (laughs) But you're right. We got shots of all sorts of Brits.
0: Yes, we do some kids shots. We do some teenager shots, even a couple of older ones. And I definitely think that when they interviewed some of these people, especially some of the kids, they tried to find the english kids with the most cockney accents that they could (laughs) ever get because i know a few english people and they don't all sound like that like that heavy sort of dick van dyke uh, yeah dick van dyke in in uh, mary (laughs) poppins little uh, orphan oliver you know (laughs) a cockney accent that they used there and i was like oh my god they they needed like that To like, oh, by the way, we're in England. We're in England. (laughs) If you couldn't tell. Lots of that, of course, people speculating who perfect's going to be in their corner. It's interesting, like, people's take on that. Like, there's the little girl with the the ultimate warrior face paint, so clearly an ultimate warrior fan. Once perfect in ultimate warrior's corner. And I'm thinking to myself, but wouldn't that make him the bad
1: guy? Well, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. The end of that match was supposed to be Perfects in Warrior's Corner, Warrior mm. wins the title and turns heel, and he uh. didn't want to turn heel, uh. which would have been a much better story than what we yeah. are going to get. Yeah. Uh, my personal favorite interview was this little boy in the Steven Spielberg bowl cut haircut from the, yes. you know, like every kid in a 70s movie had the haircut. Yes. He wasn't interested in the Mr. Perfect thing. He says he wants the bulldog to win whether he wants to or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Bulldog's going to get in there. and He's like, you know
1: what? I don't want to win. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And then that little kid's like, no, you're going to win. Whether you want to or not, Bulldog. And I'm trying to think, why wouldn't the Bulldog want to win? Yeah. yeah <laughs> why else that, would he be there?
0: You don't make a good promo, little small boy. No, he he really writes don't. for Virgil. Yeah, he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we get heralding trumpets and a whole American Music Abroad promo package. <laughs>
0: I, saw I did notice that too I was like I think we have some of those stills yeah. that's good that's good there's big Ben yeah I think we took that I think I took that picture
1: yeah, yeah. these heralding trumpet players kind of fade out into all the tourist attractions and then we're in yeah. uh, Wembley Stadium yeah. yes which huge, looks packed
0: huge overcast shot of the amount of people there and I think it was touted as 80,676 reported Englishmen in attendance.
1: Wow. I mean, it's so, huge. It's packed. It is. It is. They watch tennis on this? How do you see anything?
0: I have no idea because I'm just thinking, I noticed this about certain WrestleManias too. Like now they have like the giant Titan so you can see everything, you know, above the ring or whatever, but. These guys yeah, have nothing. Then, if you're in those top rows, like the, the wrestlers must look like ants.
1: Yeah, why did you go?
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Crazy.
1: Yeah, there's no Tron. There's no nothing. You're just looking at dots.
0: Yeah, exactly. We get Vince and Bobby as our commentators.
1: Yeah, man. We haven't seen Heenan.
0: And before we even get going, I'm just going to say that I am praising Bobby to no end on this as a color commentator because the man was a master an absolute master like there's several points in this pay-per-view that i'm just laughing my ass off The <laughs> that bobby's making just just these little underhanded things that he comes out with are hilarious there's a bunch of them that i marked down uh, as we went through so they're talking a little bit and then bobby puts on puts on the royal hat
1: <laughs> he's All got right. a crown he brought he's his own crown, crown of course and he is sir bobby It's weird because I don't know why Vince is there. I think my favorite combination ever was Gorilla and Bobby Heenan. Gorilla and Bobby, yeah, certainly. Vince just kind of controls the narrative, but he's such a terrible commentator. He's like, in for the ride. What a maneuver. I mean, he didn't really call anything.
0: I noticed when we listened to him on Saturday morning shows – and it's not the same commentating that he does, really, because a lot of the time when he's commentating on Saturday morning shows, he's promoting this or he's talking about some other thing. And then he'll say like one little thing about the match for a SummerSlam or for a, a pay-per-view. It's all match. And when he's when he's up there, he's talking up here like in the high voice. and everything. And I was just <laughs> like, OK, that gets really annoying quick. I never noticed he did that. But yeah, that's like a Vince thing.
1: I never noticed that either he doesn't really call a match at superstars he tells the story in superstars and here he actually has to do a job yeah and he's bad at it yeah
0: exactly he gets in that high like it reminds me of my son when he would play hockey in the other room Mm -hmm. but he'd be commentating while he's playing and when the intensity builds
1: he goes up in this really high voice and it's all the way up he turns into jimmy hart
0: yeah that's the vince voice this is, the voice. this is the Vince
1: voice. Absolute miracle of time. We're th- less than three minutes in, and we have our first match. Yeah, DiBiase's music's hitting. Money yep. Incorporated's there, and, and for some reason, Jimmy Hart. Of course,
0: yeah, Jimmy Hart in the ultimate neon outfit. I
1: was like, yeah. "What is he wearing?" And then I'm like, "Oh, it's it's green like money, and he's got spray painted." Yeah.
0: Coins and I just have it written as the most early 90s outfit
1: I have ever seen. More neon on it than a bar wall. Yeah, I like how like DiBiase has his pay per view whites.
0: Yeah, yeah, like he, has,
1: he has the uh white tux for the pay per view. Yep, Erwin R. Shuster is wearing absolutely nothing different. <laughs> he's, no. like he's got the same,
0: same, same exact outfit, he's got his tie on, he's got his suspenders, he's got his glasses.
1: There's a lot of pro uh money ink signs, I guess we yeah. are in England. Everybody's a star. Like you, you don't get to of see course. these guys a lot. So no matter who comes out, they're cheering for them. Yeah, because they're just happy to see him. There's like three or four different pay up, money ink rules like signs <laughs> out there.
0: All right. Well, you know, they don't all boo the bad guys.
1: They don't. They're just happy to see them. I remember yeah. like that promo that we were seeing for the England tour yeah. on the dark web version, and they're like, "We're coming. You're going to see us." Yeah. Like, they weren't promoting a match. They're like. Yay! I'm Ted yes. DiBiase. I'm a bad guy, but you don't get to see me, so uh, you're going to love it. Yep, yep. yep. I- IRS says the England tax cheats are yes. putting a burden on the royal family.
0: <laughs> yes, that is so not true, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, have guess.
1: you seen the dark side of the ring about the Legion of Doom? No, I have not. This match is huge in this story. Okay. They do the, you know, Hawk and Animal. They're totally awesome. They kick tons of ass. Everything's mm-hmm. great. But then, and this is the but then. <laughs> this, this is, the is Hawk, thing. like, is so out of control with substances and and, and demons. Uh, that oh, uh, This match is he's a total train wreck in it and wow. decides to leave the company and leaves Animal. And Animal has to kind of, like, finish his dates alone. No oh, God. And Hawk just goes off to Japan and starts with a different partner. And Animal's Jeez. like, what happened? It's like, there's a giant falling out. According to the Dark Side of the Ring episode, the way that plays out in Dark Side of the Ring, it sounds like it happened like the day of the pay-per-view. But this thing's been promoted for months. It was yeah. supposed to be Legion of Doom against the disasters for the title. Okay. And LOD was supposed to win. Because Hawk's just so messed up and they can't trust him to perform well. Mm-hmm they bounce him to the curtain jerker spot at the very opening of the show against Money, Inc. Yeah. And then it, it's all over. This is apparently the last time we'll see the Legion of Doom. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, this is well, it. Well,
0: at least then we don't have to deal with the the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> the puppet.
1: Oh, man. They come in pretty well. I don't know why they let him go behind the wheel of a motorcycle, but they got the LOD comes can- in all motorcycled up. Yeah, Paul Ellering,
0: and he's got Rocco on the front of the motorcycle. And I just thought the most hilarious thing would be if, if he stopped short and you just see Rocco just going fly. flying across the ring. I said, that would be amazing if that actually happened. But of course, it doesn't.
1: Yeah. Robbie Heenan says, The dummy's driving the bike. Yeah. <laughs> Which could be a dig at Ellering or it could exactly. be. Exactly. <laughs> Dig a dig on Rocco.
0: That's a that's a perfect Heenan Heenan quote right there.
1: They spent some money. LOD has like um, gold metallic shoulder pads.
0: Yeah, I like the gold metallic. And there's somebody in the, the audience that like they have a poster and they're wearing the gold metallic pads they must have gotten that out pretty quick there's some kid in the audience that has his own homemade like wilson (laughs) pads with like these little like spikes hanging out of it it's like oh that's so cute yeah he's a road warrior man he is he's the third road warrior. (laughs) maybe maybe animal can start Tagging with him after Hawk is
1: gone. Yeah, he's uh puke or hide-and-write.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, I was expecting a lot more awful after seeing the Dark Side of the Ring thing, but mm-hmm. if I didn't know, I wouldn't know.
0: Exactly. I was looking for it, too, because you mentioned it last week that he was, like, hopped up on this. So I'm looking at him, and I'm like, he looks no different.
1: Yeah, he looks okay.
0: It, which means he could have pretty much done this in his sleep because I thought, you know... Overall, before we get into the the nitty-gritty of this match, I thought it was a a pretty good match. There was a couple of spots. There's one spot I was like, whoa, that didn't look like it was supposed to happen, but we'll get there.
1: Yeah, so Hawk and Ted start. Rocco Mm -hmm. is, for some reason, wearing sunglasses now. (laughs) It's too bright for his dummy eyes.
0: Well, he was up all last night being (laughs) coked up, sniffing with with two hookers. and Hawk
1: and Rocco.
0: Rocco is a party animal.
1: Rocco is was the bad influence. Exactly. Rocco got him hooked on 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 the smack. <laughs>
0: he pushed Hawk over the edge. He did. Yeah. Hawk's in the room like, dude, I'm talking to a f- dummy.
1: He's <laughs> like, so the dummy's talking to me, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a huge LOD chance. I mean 80,000 oh, people chanting LOD, that must have been awesome. Hawk's like not selling, and that's okay because it's Hawk. you know he's yeah. supposed to be a big ass, unstoppable guy yeah ted slides to the outside animal hits ted on the outside ted gets yeah. backed in only to get clotheslined back out <laughs> yep, yep <laughs> animal yep. hits him again animal yeah.
0: hits him again cheap shots cheap yeah. shots as he was saying
1: that's right then it's irs and animal i miss this bit every once in a while when there was a name versus irs mm-hmm. they do this bit where they step on irs's tie and he can't get up <laughs> he's pinned by his own tie that's
0: awesome Yeah, maybe he would stop wearing the tie if if that kept happening to him.
1: Yeah, well, that was the big, big thing. Like, why would he wear this thing? It's just, like, the worst thing to ever wrestle in. He's wrestling in his own
0: noose. (laughs) You can use the tie. You can use the suspenders. Come on.
1: Yeah, there's nothing about his outfit that isn't a detriment to him. Yeah. It's almost as bad as the high-energy outfit.
0: He's wearing (laughs) loafers. Come on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing about this outfit that's good.
0: It's it's not a good wrestling outfit. So that had to be uncomfortable, actually, you know, with the, the shirt tucked in and the whole thing. Like, there's no wrestling attire. Like, maybe he's got some knee pads on underneath his pants, but it's dress pants, it's a dress shirt, tie, suspenders, loafers. Like, there's no wrestling gear there.
1: Hawk is trying to beat up IRS and IRS is taking but if you look at what's really happening IRS is like flipping around all over the place for these guys. He's taking slams. Yeah. He's doing his own backflip to get into his moves. I mean, yeah. IRS is doing all the work to make Hawk look good. And then once the IRS gets the
0: upper hand, he goes straight into the sleeper hold and it's like wear down move. It's like, all right, we got to figure out what's
1: going. Yeah. <laughs> How drunk are you? That's what he's saying in his ear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How messed up are you? Are we gonna make it through this match? Are you gonna puke on me? Yes. Please don't. <laughs>
0: That's probably why Jimmy Hart keeps talking during this whole thing, because we talked about a couple of weeks ago how good Sherry is as a manager, how she kind of stays out of the way. Yeah. Maybe Jimmy Hart is constantly talking during this just to make sure that Hawk is still awake.
1: Hawk, are you alive? That's what he's saying. <laughs> yes, exactly. Are you
0: okay? He's got that megaphone up just to keep Hawk from passing out.
1: Yeah. I mean, Dark Side of the Ring did a good job of making it look like Hawk was messed up. Mm-hmm. I was expecting this match to be a lot worse. Yeah. And it really, yeah. it
0: isn't... Yeah, it, here's the one move that I thought was a botch, where he comes off the top, looks like he's going to give him like some sort of shoulder block, and IRS gets out of the way. Yes. And Hawk just, like, flies out of the ring.
1: Yeah, he goes out the opposite side out the of the ring. the opposite
0: side. I was like, that looked like there was some sort of screw-up there. Yeah. That didn't look, like, that looked like it hurt. Like, maybe IRS was supposed to get out of the way, but maybe Hawk didn't know he was supposed to get out of the way. I don't know. But it didn't look like it was right.
1: I've never seen a guy go off the top rope, miss yeah. the opponent, and keep on going yeah. out the ring. Yeah exactly the crowd is so loud i can't hear vince's commentary drowned out you
0: can't hear him talking over like this maybe that's why because he's at such a frequency that only dogs can hear it
1: i don't know how to say this because it's kind of counterintuitive right mm-hmm. you got tag teams nowadays with just like, two guys like there's sure. not a lot of teams anymore it's just like, oh, yeah. two guys that they put together and now they're a tag team IRS and DiBiase are kind of like that, but they wrestle like a tag team. Like, they do this entire bit on Hawk's never going to be able to tag. They pretend to tag by slapping. They're just clapping to make the tagging noise, and they go in and out at will whenever the ref isn't looking. They distract the ref when Hawk actually makes a tag so it doesn't count. Yeah. Like, they do all these uh, psychology moves of Hawk is always getting screwed out of this tag. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're always cheating behind their back. And only the good guys are, you know, even when the good guys are doing things correctly, like what makes a tag, but the ref didn't see it. So he's not going to allow it. Meanwhile, with impunity, yes, IRS exactly. and DiBiase are walking in and out of the ring at will without I know. ever tagging
0: each other. I know Morello's like seems good to me, yeah, whatever. Okay, <laughs> I heard a tag in the back of my
1: head, but it's a tag match. It isn't four guys having an individual match. It's an actual tag team. Yeah. So when I see tag teams now, I just see four guys, and mm-hmm. each one does their stuff. And there's no, oh, yeah. oh, there's yeah. no real team going. There's no like planning between the two people who are like, let's keep this guy in our corner. Yeah. Let's cheat. Let's keep him from tagging. Yeah.
0: And that's what made that's what made the the when he finally does get to tag him such a big deal and the crowd pops huge. That's the psychology. Like finally after Hawk and Animal are doing things by the book, mm-hmm. we're waiting for the ref to actually see this tag and it, eventually he gets to it. And that's what creates that big pop. That's yeah. Because you know, they've been waiting tag. for that's it. a real hot tag
1: absolutely you yeah know. totally
0: when there's a tag match you have to assume there's going to be a hot tag at some point and i think it's the heel tag team's job to make that pop as big as possible
1: yeah and they do it i mean yeah irs and dbassi are just like some the best guys like <laughs> every, oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking oh, like yeah. the hall of fame's hall of fame
0: oh yeah but these two dudes watching this back when it was live you never thought of that stuff but that's the beauty of them Like, it's not LOD creating that hot tag. No. It's DBSI and and IRS doing it, and they do a phenomenal job. And back then, it was just like, hey, LOD finally got the tag. Now you look at it, you're just like, oh, my God, DBSI and IRS made that look good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they really really did. Yeah. Well, we're nearing the finish, and Animal comes in, and he has the highest flying tackle I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. He almost missed him. Yeah, he always goes over him.
0: Like, he always goes over top of him. Yeah. Like
1: the cow in the moon. Just, yeah. Like, exactly. Goes over top. exactly. Yeah. We get the double clothesline. Hawk's back in. IRS is atomic dropped out, so he's out of the picture. But for some reason, Jimmy Hart breaks up the Doomsday device. Yeah. And Hawk gets in the way of the finish. Hawk is in the way of the final yabba dabba do here
0: yeah i didn't actually notice that until i watched the replay maybe they they didn't want to do the doomsday device or something because of the state that hawk was in yeah. so that was their way of getting around it by having jimmy interfere and then animal could get the finish on DiBiase. but hawk was still kind of in the way maybe he was expecting there to be a doomsday device and we talked about this last week you know eighty thousand people in wembley stadium want to see the doomsday device yeah. But they don't get it here.
1: Yeah, Hawk is just in the way of the end. I don't think he knows it's going to end. He, yeah. he goes out of the ring. Animal wins the match. He goes back in the ring with his hands up. Hey, we won, I guess. I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Rocco, give me some more stuff. Meanwhile, for a little while there, ellerine has got Rocco with his hand up his ass. And then he <laughs> sets him down on a metal chair. He's just like, I've earned my $20. Now sit.
1: Yeah, I brought the puppet out. I'm not going to be wearing this thing the whole time. Yeah. He's going to see her dead. Yeah. They do the replay with Hawk in the way, which I was surprised at. Yeah, me.
0: that's that's where I noticed it. I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, my God, Hawk almost got slammed there.
1: Yeah. Heenan says, that stinks. And I yeah. didn't know if he was talking about the end of the match. Like, what was that? Yeah. Or if he was... Like, oh, that stinks, the the heel's lost, because that's kind of his job. I read it as, that was a shitty ending.
0: Yeah, now that I'm looking at it again, it looks like Animal actually pushes Hawk out of the way when he's throwing DiBiase against the ropes to do his power slam it looks like get out of the way
1: yeah because the ending's not the doomsday device it's dibiase accidentally hitting irs and being stunned long enough to be pinned yeah another thing dibiase apparently was in a pretty bad way with his back he's like dude i'm not taking the doomsday device uh, that could be it so that, that could have been it be too it. Yeah. like you'll pin me and that's cool and we'll make it a botch where i yeah. hit my own partner yeah, here it is real quick and then he's like pushes
0: yeah. hawk out of the way and boom done well we shall see if we see them again I, I
1: had a tough time telling the difference between wasted hawk and selling hawk they did a good job of making the, the guy who is completely out of it be the guy who's going to be completely out of it for the rest of the match yeah
0: yeah see i'm gonna have to go watch the dark side of the ring episode on that and see if there's any sort of tells in there
1: we're out and we immediately cut which makes me think this is a very heavily edited and really tightened up show Mm-hmm. The mean jean and purple robed Ric flair
0: yeah like he's about to go to the ring or something
1: yeah he's wearing all this shit he's ready to go he's mad about getting dissed of course
0: he is this is good because it allows flair to stay in the picture they needed flair as part of this show even though he is not in a match and it creates so much intrigue for that last match I haven't watched it yet because I only watched the first half of this. But that match and the, the Breton and Bulldog match, I do want to see. But the only reason I want to see Macho and, and Warrior is because of Flair and Perfect.
1: Yeah. They did a, a good job of like trying to create a story out of almost thin air. Yeah. Because these guys exactly. were in totally different feuds up until then. Yeah. And the only thing I'm thinking is you couldn't give Flair anything. Like This is really the story of Mr. Perfect. Where's Perfect going to be? Like Mm -hmm. even Flair, Mm -hmm. even though he's kind of on the side of the story, he's way in the back of the side of the story. This is an eighty thousand seat auditorium, and you don't have anything for Flair to do other than to be the Robin to Perfect Batman. (laughs) Rick Flair's got to be like, "What the hell is going on? I'm Rick Flair. I don't have a match in this thing, and now we're worried about where Mister Perfect's going. What the hell am I doing here? (laughs) Well,
0: that's 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 where this this promo comes in. He's like, at least let me cut a promo. In my wrestling
1: attire. Yeah. I don't know if wrestlers are really happy about stuff like this, if they're a little pissed off. If they're yeah. like, you mean I get to go over here, I get my payday, and I don't do anything, I don't get hurt? Sounds great. Yeah. Or if they're like, why am I not in a friggin' match in front <laughs> of 80,000 people when I'm Ric Flair? The Bushwhackers and Duggan got a match. Yeah. Like, That's why true. <laughs> Ric Flair doesn't have a match?
0: That's true
1: ridiculous
0: wow yeah that's some bad booking
1: we move over to sean mooney and we have candy cane pant virgil
0: oh goodness (laughs) yeah candy cane pant virgil who even though he's at wembley stadium and he's got a given opponent Mm -hmm. he's still cutting the same damn promo
1: the generic he's still anybody
0: he just threw nails in there but i'm gonna and he put wembley stadium in there but he's basically He already did this promo. Like he talks about what nails did the boss man and boss man's his good friend. And he's too legit to quit. I was just like, Oh God. So I, I knew he was going to lose this match.
1: Oh, there's no question. (laughs) Like
0: that, like that promo just sealed the deal for me. I was like, you are not winning this match.
1: He has the runniest nose I've ever seen. Like both nostrils are going strong (laughs) on board Virgil. Yeah. The Too Legit thing, they had that on the uh, WBF magazine and that's mm-hmm. like, we're already eight months behind the curve on that one. Like, yeah. The, that single is long gone.
0: Yeah. We're done with the MC Hammer.
1: Mooney had to sell the match for him. Yeah. Virgil cuts his quote unquote promo and Mooney's like, he's fighting nails tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way. By the way. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes running down to the ring.
1: Yeah, they're doing this thing where the heels are, besides DiBiase, because DiBiase is just like the goat. Yeah. Um, they do this thing, like, from now on, I th- I don't think there's any uh, breakup to it. They start with the heel in the ring. Already in the ring. You don't see him walking down for the rest of the show, at least up mm-hmm. until where we've gotten to. Yeah. Uh, Nails is already there. He's looking all, you know, poofy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I would have liked to see Nails walk down the the aisle, because that's a really, really long aisle for be him to just be slamming that billy club the entire time. Yeah, with
1: no music. With no music. Vince was probably like, God damn it, let's just <laughs> cut it. Put him yes. in the ring.
0: Just have him already in the ring already.
1: Hey, five yeah. minutes of him just walking down there.
0: <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> the number on the back of his jersey is how many seconds it took him to get there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just endless. Yes. Virgil's coming in with his music I yeah. have that in heavy quotations.
0: Uh, yes, music. music. I guess it is. It's very generic. And I noticed it for the first time a couple of weeks ago. It's very generic music for
1: Virgil. They they hit the demo button on the Casio keyboard. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Come down That's, to that. That.
0: <laughs> That's demo number three under electric piano. Yeah. yeah. We get into the ring, and obviously we're not going to see... Uh, a lot of wrestling type moves on this especially with nails involved nails is not a wrestler and they i believe the commentators actually make some comments on that where this is going to be pretty much a street fight right nails does a lot of just hitting choking and throwing him outside of the ring and using the ring
1: apron i call them sir chokes a lot because he's in england
0: yes oh that's a good one sir chokes sir sure a lot, lot. Uh, uh that's a good porn name too <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's throwing him in the ring he's throwing him out of the ring nails is rolling in nails is rolling out just a lot of that i wanted to count how many times he actually threw virtual against the ropes
1: yeah, that's his go-to. It's like, yeah. throw against the ropes, choke. Yeah. Throw against the ropes, choke. Yeah. Nails doesn't leave his feet. No. This was of the time where, like, a lot of the bad guys, well, a lot of people just never really took a bump. They'd get hit, and they would shake it off, but they, they wouldn't really go to the ground a lot, especially the bigger guys. hmm He's like Mr. Choke. Vince is complaining about it, and he's saying Virgil's getting choked out, and the ref just calls it. Yeah. And Vince, he's like, okay, so I guess he got disqualified. And like, nope. He's guess he submitted because he was out cold. Yeah. Vince seemed confused at the end.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they knew that this was supposed to be the finish of it because he doesn't even try to do the hand raise thing. No, they just call it. They just called it. It was over. Can you even get the, the one lift?
1: <laughs> yeah, he just, he's just out.
0: We saw the three lifts in the first match with Hawk, who was in the, the sleeper by IRS, and he did the one-two hold up for the third. But in this match, it was just like, all right, he's out we're getting rid of Virgil early which I wonder if there was something behind this match that was just like we got to end it because it's a that's a fairly quick match
1: I, well I'm pretty sure the thing is Nails can't wrestle <laughs> so I think yeah well but, yeah and, and they put him in the ring with master ring technician Virgil <laughs> so I mean oh yes. got Nails who, who doesn't wrestle either because of his character or because he just can't yeah and Virgil who can barely wrestle Yes. And he's trying to bounce around for him like a glorified red type.
0: I see the error of my ways now. I was looking way too deeply into this.
1: Yeah, with zero story.
0: Yes, exactly. Like, there's no
1: reason for either of these two people to be in this ring in front of 80,000 people. Because I know Bossman's not going to get an 80,000-person crowd for his Nails match. Not at all. So, it's a choke out, and Nails looks like he's uh, a thug. And Nails is an absolute master at finding the hard cam to glare uh, glare at.
0: to give that stare down, too.
1: Yeah, he's like got the Stanley Kubrick stare and uh, he knows exactly where camera one is, like yeah. at all times.
0: He starts to beat up Virgil after the match with the Billy Club. And I notice that everybody in the audience is looking towards the aisle to see if Boss Man's going to come run down, but no Boss Man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are we actually going to get what we want to see? No.
0: No. no. no you're not going to see that at all. Not going to see it at all. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Lord Alfred Hayes. Lord
0: Alfred Hayes doing his... Is
1: looking for perfect.
0: Yes, doing his due diligence. He is the Sherlock Holmes trying to find perfect. He's at Macho Man's dressing room door, and he cannot confirm that perfect is in there, but he can confirm that the door is locked. Yeah, this door is locked. I was like super sleuth Alfred (laughs) Hayes. Yeah, that's it. can confirm that a door that he can't open is locked.
1: Yeah. Genius! They yes. should have sure locked him up. That's that would have been a good call. he are yes. in England.
0: Yeah, Get like the pipe.
1: Yeah, put the, the deer skin hat. Well, we got Mean Gene interviewing Boobtastic Sherry. Oh God, this outfit covers everything except what it should. For God's sake, it's got a crotch cut out. Yeah, it's got its ass cut out. It's got the boobs cut out.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's got everything cut out. I said, "Gene and Sherry in a sunset strip, twenty dollars for an hour outfit." <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. And we finally, we mm-hmm. finally see why there's actually a feud between Shawn Michaels and Martel. All the footage that they've been building up and they said they were going to show us weeks ago they never, never did, did. it's finally on this show we finally see everything that that went down between the two of them and now the now we know what it finally makes sense yeah. yes exactly
1: so exactly. yeah apparently martel had heartbeat beat for the intercontinental championship hearts all yeah. wrapped up in the boston crab Shawn michaels comes down starts uh smacking around Bret hart yep. which causes a dq and yeah. no title for Martel, and that's why he's rip shit.
0: That's why he's pissed. Now we know makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: So we're gonna have a match, and Sherry's playing both sides. I we I don't remember ever seeing the Sherry flirts the model bits either.
0: No, I didn't know that was a thing either. And the, and they they play that up a little bit during this match too. So yeah, I mean, it um, becomes the match. <laughs> it does. It really does become the match. It becomes the whole reason for the match. Yeah. So.
1: We jump to the ring, and the heels are in the ring, but we heel versus heels. As a matter of fact, by the end of this match, Martel's kind of the face, which is a little weird. Yeah, Martel comes out in a tennis outfit. Yeah, no more Tatanka's shit. No beret, no feathers.
0: I guess he's playing up the whole Wimbledon thing over there like they love their wimbledon
1: the brain says something like eat your heart out andre agassi and then the model goes eat your heart out andre agassi
0: Agassi. and this (laughs) is (laughs) just like did he just hear what you said it's Uh, so
1: weird sean's mirror is now enormous (laughs) yeah it's it's like a full length and even the brain says whoa would you look at the size of that mirror (laughs) sherry's like trying to lift this thing it's enormous
0: yeah He's, like, hauling it down to the ring for him. And it's, like, bigger
1: than it. the mirror that they used for the police and the usual suspects. I mean, there's a whole precinct behind this thing. <laughs> it's just
0: enormous. Yeah. Vince says, we got to find out who is more conceited. And Heenan's like, well, we know it's not Finkel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Which is something I did, you know, I, I forgot to mention. We got the Fink. Yes, we do get the Fink. Like, honest to God, we've had Mike McGurk on Rampage 92. Mm-hmm. we don't really have the Fink on Superstars, do we? I've never noticed. No. Man, no, it's someone we've else. we never had them on Superstars. So we got the A-team
0: here. We do. They notice, of course, this is the first time that you actually see Sherry's ass.
1: Oh, it's like uh, full effect.
0: Yeah, and they're just like, part of Sherry's outfit is missing, and Vince just is like, oh, that's too bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, they both have matching cutout chaps, and it's equally disturbing on both Sean and Sherry. <laughs> exactly.
0: And at least Sean has pants under his.
1: Did you hear the guy whistling the theme song on mic behind Vince?
0: Yeah, I thought that was Heenan.
1: Was Heenan doing it? Or was it some other guy?
0: I don't know. I thought it was Heenan.
1: I thought somebody from the crowd was just getting picked up. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah, just singing it the whole time. Yeah, because uh,
1: I was watching this in my house and I'm like, the only person who knows this theme song is my wife. She isn't here. Who's whistling this i'm looking at my parrot (laughs) nope
0: (laughs) not the parrot it's
1: not the the parrot i realize it's on the show yep just really obnoxious sean comes
0: down and the stipulation in this match is that they're not allowed to hit each other in the face which creates an interesting story because you know it's going to happen sooner or later and even vince says that sooner or later these guys are going to clock each other in the face so we get Two good wrestlers here mm-hmm. with an interesting story and a good stipulation with a good manager outside, too. So I felt like this was the match for me out of the four.
1: Yeah, this thing almost can't lose, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, the starting headlock. Of course. Both uh, are trying to avoid each other. Sean does it with a leapfrog jump. Uh, mm-hmm. Model does it with a cartwheel
0: he does he yeah. does and then he shows off with a little bit of jumping a jacks. jumping jacks at the end of it he's just like yeah i'm the
1: shit you got like a non-stop good moves good counters yeah the announcers keep on playing up the face thing which works kind of because they do some stuff that actually ends up h- hitting them in the face but not punching in the face like they got drop kick and mm-hmm. like the announcers aren't sure how to call that they're like did he hit him in the face? Was yeah. that, does that count as, like, yeah. a gentleman agreement not to hit each other in the face?
0: Yeah. yeah. Sean hits him with a big drop kick, and that was right in his in his right kisser. Of, right in the mush. As he would say. Mm-hmm. I like how another good line from Bobby Heenan is just like, everything just kept moving like the inside of a cheap watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
1: It ends up outside, and that gives uh, Sean's, like, momentarily knocked out. Mm-hmm. Which gives uh, the model an opportunity to kind of hit on Sherry.
0: Yeah, he starts putting the moves on Sherry, pulls her away from Sean, mm-hmm. who's down on the mat, and gives her a nice big hug. Yeah, that's cute. It was, not you see her, she's like smiling, she's liking it.
1: Sean and the model do this uh, routine where they keep on pulling each other's tights, so yes. it's like asses aplenty over here. Yes.
0: Yes, there was plenty of man-ass in that
1: Man-ass, Sherry-ass, all sorts of
0: ass. There's plenty of ass in this match. Sean is the one that seems to be cheating. Yeah, I see the most heel work, I would say, from Sean.
1: Yeah, we get a double count-out because uh, Sherry fakes fainting.
0: Yeah, so they finally get to a point where they slap each other Mm -hmm. in the face. And this makes Sherry faint on the ring apron. Sean goes out to check on her on the ring apron and proceeds to kick her off (laughs) to the floor at that point. Which I was like, was she supposed to fall to the floor and that was just her way of getting to the floor? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Sean's like, I oh, no, you're supposed to be all the way down. Let me help you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to give her mouth to mouth. I'm going to give her mouth to mouth. I don't want to, but I'm going to give her mouth to mouth. And then Martel comes over and he's like, no, no, I'm going to give her CPR.
1: I'm going to give her chest compressions. Yeah. And he pretends to like honk tip.
0: Yeah. Like the two of them are, are EMTs. You <laughs> yeah. Know? I, I got this. I got this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The gropiest ER ever. You God. Yeah. Definitely. But Sherry does this pop-up, and I don't know if we were supposed to see that because even the announcers are confused.
0: Yeah, that was a weird little... Like, she gets up,
1: and she's, like, fixing her hair and everything, and then she drops again. Right. She's faking unconsciousness, so the guys will fight over her, is what I'm trying to read into this thing.
0: Yeah, and Vince and Heenan, I think, are are just trying to play it off as best as possible. Of course, Heenan playing the... the heel roll of like, no, she faded again. And Vince is just like, no, she's not. She's, she's not full of out. shit. She, God yeah, damn full it. Of sh- yeah.
1: <laughs> they take turns carrying the Sherry back and they fight each other. And the Sherry just keeps on like, dropping to the ground. She's supposed to be unconscious.
0: She takes more bumps in this, in this match than the two of them do.
1: Yeah. Sean <laughs> like drags her. Then finally like fireman carries her. Yeah. Model knocks yep. her down, then he starts carrying her back. Yep. And every time they try to lift Sherry, you hear the same thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> they try to pick her up. Oh, that's awful. Because Sherry's like selling, she's out. She's not helping them at all. Like yeah, she is she's like dead completely weight. she's like a baby gone no bones. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Like-
0: she is she is completely dead weight. She's the mass weight of Mercury at that point.
1: Well, Rene Goulet and company get the model out of the picture. Mm-hmm. So the officials take him back. Sean grabs her, tries to bring her back. The match is way over in the double yeah. count out. Yeah, double count out for this one. And the model pops out from uh, behind gorilla position with a bucket of water.
0: Yes. And you don't know what he's going to do with the bucket of water. It doesn't make any sense. Like, what, is he going to throw it on Sean? Is he going to... He's going to revive her. He's
1: going to revive, gonna revive the girl. Yeah.
0: Well, he does eventually hit Sherry with the bucket of water and she's pissed. Yeah. And you're right. It, it kind of makes uh, Martel feel like the face. Yes. Yeah. Because he's getting one over on Sean and he made Sherry look bad.
1: He's a French Canadian. He's a part of the realm, right?
0: Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, that's true. He's a countryman. Yes. But that's it. The match is over. I like that one. That was a good story told in that one.
1: Yeah, well, if you're going to have heel versus heel, Mm -hmm. I guess the only way to do it is with a goofy story. Yeah. Because you really don't care if these guys beat the shit out of each other. They're bad guys. No, you don't. So it worked. Yes.
0: We cut to Sean Mooney again, the Moonster, With the Nasty Uh, Boys. (laughs) The Nasty Boys and, for some reason, Jimmy Hart, just because. Just because. And they are laughing hysterically at what just happened to Sherry.
1: Yeah, which is weird, because Sherry's always what? been kind of a crony of Jimmy Hart.
0: Exactly. Like, weren't they just at, like, the WrestleMania thing, singing on stage they're, together? They're
1: the, yeah, they're they're a one big happy heel family.
0: I know. So, I don't know what happened there, but they're they're laughing hysterically. Mooney brings up the fact that the Beverly's are the number one contenders, which we don't know how that happened, but okay, to the Natural Disasters tag team titles, and they all immediately get serious mm-hmm. after that. It's like night and day, complete 180 change. They're laughing hysterically. As soon as they bring up the tag team titles, they just stop dead and start yelling at the screen. Yeah, they start <laughs> like, screaming it was, promos. Like, it was like two promos in one.
1: It was awesome. <laughs> Let's make fun of the last match, but now back to business. <laughs> the Nasty Boys just like scream everything. They're really good at their act, but holy cow is it loud.
0: Yeah, and they were Pissed because you know they should be the number one contenders because they did such a bang up job against uh, Macho and the Ultimate Word. They should be their number one contenders. So they pressure Jimmy Hart, which they should have been doing a while ago. We brought this up in the summer. Like, yeah, you were the Tag Team Champions manager.
1: It should be really easy for us to get a match.
0: It should be really easy, and now that it's the disasters, they're like, "Come on, Jimmy, get us a match," you know.
1: And Jimmy Hedges, he's like, "Well, you know." Yeah got money incorporated you know but he's playing it like well they're they're my big clients and you guys are yeah yeah they got money you got nothing you're down the totem pole i swear and it might be a fever dream. i swear there was a face run for the nasty boys before they leave this might be where they're like hmm you know jimmy betrays them on behalf of money inc could be because money inc will trade the titles for quite a while i mean they trade them with the disasters they trade them with the steiners so money inc is going to be in the title picture Remember WrestleMania 9? Yeah. The uh, semi main event was uh, Money Inc. versus Hogan Beefcake.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's right.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if the Nasty Boys feel like they're being played second fiddle by Jimmy and mm-hmm. move on from him. I swear there was a face run of the Nasties, but in 30 years, I don't really remember. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah.
1: But Definitely. speaking of that match, here we are in uh, what will be our main event tonight. Woohoo! The Beverly Brothers versus the Natural Disasters, and again, the heels are already in the ring as we cut back from Mm -hmm. Sean Mooney. Already
0: in the ring uh, with giant shoulder pad robes. Yeah, were they they new?
1: Those were different robes,
0: right? I, I don't remember those robes, but they stuck out from their shoulders so goddamn far.
1: They looked like the letter M.
0: Yeah. They did. (laughs) did. And we heard uh, music. They had some ring music. They were already in the ring, but they were playing, I guess, what is the Beverly's music, which I didn't know they had any. But uh, now that I've heard it, I need a shower.
1: (laughs) You don't like the Beverly Brothers music? No, I do not. I do not like it at all. We get a poem from Fredo Macho. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says.
0: Yeah, it was an okay poem. Better than some of his older ones. I'll give him that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, he tries to figure out a way to end with Brothers Beverly. Yeah. That's that's his go-to.
0: It makes him sound smart when
1: he says it that way. Because he's reversing stuff. Chapter the first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, we see you.
0: <laughs> we see some rumbling going on and earthquake and typhoon come down the aisle
1: and vince is like with the belts held high yeah he's saying belt this guy doesn't like belt that's a belt
0: never thought belt, but now he's saying belt yeah. interesting
1: he's saying belt so i don't know when he got this bug up his ass about belt but he used to love him yeah
0: calling the beverly's the number one contenders i'm confused on how that happened but okay
1: Well, remember, for some reason, they were called the Undefeated Beverly Brothers. Even though we did our blow-off show, we saw them get defeated by then-champions Legion of Doom. Yes. We're going to lose the Undefeated moniker no matter what. They shouldn't be anywhere near this title picture. Like, LOD probably kicked their ass all summer. Yeah. And for some reason, they're rewarded
0: (laughs) by... By by a title match. Yeah, (laughs) it should be LOD there. Well, maybe that's... That was was supposed to be the thing. That was supposed to be the thing, but because... The hawk screwed that up. Mm-hmm. They made it Beverly. So, you know, I'm sure there's writing going on backstage, but then somebody goes and screws it up and then they got to turn a corner really quick.
1: Here's my disappointment with this match. It was a natural disasters match. It was. Where they did all their sandwiching. Yeah. And they're bounce the guy off of me, but I'm so immovable because I'm so yes. huge that they just bounce right off of me.
0: I basically have in my notes here, lots of I'm huge moves.
1: Yeah. Typhoon yeah. steps on the guy.
0: Oh, yeah. And it was a natural disasters match, like the way that they would always do a match. But the Beverly sold it really well.
1: Yeah. I mean, they get some of their stuff in. You get the thing where they hang Typhoon over the ropes and start, you know, beating on him in different ways on the ropes. They do the jump over the guy and land on his back. They do spend a lot of time beating up Typhoon, but you don't see any really cool Beverly Brothers moves, which I don't think you could do with guys this size. You're not going to throw Typhoon up into the air and spike his head into the mat. Well... (laughs) (laughs)
0: However, I was quite impressed to see. I don't know which one it was. I just started calling them Bo Blake. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just their name. Like both of them, Bo Blake picks up Typhoon at one point in this match, like literally picks him up and is going to power slam him, but instead falls back. Like Typhoon is too heavy, even though you could tell that was completely Bo Blake doing that entire thing because... Once he has him up, he actually does like a little kind of jump back to make the fall seem that much harder.
1: That was impressive. They was actually able to pick him up. Yeah, that whole thing was Bo Blake. I like the two steps to it, right? So he goes to try to slam him or pick him up, and Mm -hmm. he just can't lift him. Yeah. And that's cool enough because look how big this guy is. And then Mm -hmm. he gets him up. But he's too heavy to hold, and he falls Mm -hmm. back and almost pins himself. So I thought that was a good two-step. Yeah, Yeah. I like that move. I remember that. That was pretty good. That's a good one. Weird Beverly headbutt. Yeah. One of them jumps up and tries to headbutt Typhoon from the ground, kind of like doing an on-the-ground version of Benoit's flying headbutt. Yeah. But it looks really weird. It looks like he... Hit him in the tummy. It's just really strange looking. It doesn't look like that's what he was going for. Lots of rope moves, and rope moves just look weak because the ropes bounce. It looks like yeah. they got a built-in shock absorber.
0: Yeah, the Beverly's sell as best as they can, but they're not getting much off of those. This is a move that we can do for a little while that you can kind of rest.
1: Typhoon spends an awful lot of time attached to the uh, middle rope so they can beat up on him,
0: mm-hmm. which I
1: guess is a way to like take a big guy and get him to a point where... He looks vulnerable. I do have to give
0: Typhoon some credit here because when the Beverly's do eventually get the upper hand and they're kind of going back and forth with some moves, Typhoon actually sells pretty well.
1: Yeah, it's really Typhoon's match. Yeah. Earthquake's yeah. just there for the hot tag. Yeah, And when he finally gets in, he does like two moves and he looks absolutely exhausted. Earthquake yeah. just looks like he's totally winded. Yeah, I think he needed to be in a tag team because I don't think he could do do a oh, match no. by himself anymore. Yeah,
0: he he was just getting he was he was past his past his prime. And he's enormous. Was still popular.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna see him as a shark, and we're gonna see him as the oddity. Mm-hmm. He's still got some like five years of mileage to yeah left in him, but uh, he's not doing well here. He just looks really tired. Exactly. Uh, Earthquake breaks up a pin. Genius throws in a scroll. Genius throws the scroll and uh, Typhoon gets hit. Typhoon
0: gets hit in the back with it. At this point, Earthquake gets fed up and just clocks Bo Blake. Bo Blake. (laughs) And then uh, eventually the hot tag ensues.
1: Yeah, I said Earthquake (laughs) tagged in. He hasn't done shit. (laughs) Like, he's never been in this match at all. Yeah. And he looks super winded. He really looks tired.
0: Yeah, he can't do much.
1: No, they do the corner splash bit. Earthquake hits his finish and they don't do the double finish. They don't do the earthquake followed by the splash typhoon.
0: No, they just finish it up with Bob Blakes on the ground and then Bob Blake 2 it gets <laughs> up on the rope on the outside and Earthquake as he's bouncing off the rope hits Bob Blake 2 off there. So he kind of does his little earthquake sit on top of you look at my crotch move to finish the match off.
1: The weird thing about that move, and the only thing that doesn't make it look good, is he always tried to support himself. Mm-hmm. And it always looked like he was trying to keep the pressure off the guy, probably because he's trying to keep the pressure off yeah, the guy. exactly. But it always exactly. looked like he wasn't trying to hurt you. Yeah. As opposed to Vader, who could give a f-
0: No, you're going to get hurt in a Vader match. People who had to fight Vader got the short straw. Like, damn really it.
1: That ends it. Disasters are still champs. The matches are flying by. Yes. They, they just seem quick
0: oh oh and and one more very very important thing Shawn michaels has left wembley stadium bobby let us know
1: that'd be funny if they actually announced that and the crowd left yeah like (laughs) they're halfway through the (laughs) pay-per-view bobby the brain actually is on a pa he's not on like just the just the headset for the recording He's like, yeah. Shawn Michaels has left Wembley Stadium. And everybody's like, yeah, everybody oh. just gets up, and leaves. <laughs> he gets up and leaves. The rest of the card is wrestling in front of nobody. Oh,
0: that'd be, unpo- that'd be unfortunate. That'd be great. Disaster still champs. The genius gets his little bit in the end where earthquake and typhoon pull him into the ring only to throw him out again.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Great, and the English people are happy. Yeah, they got to see the genius get his ass kicked.
1: All right. Exactly. Uh, oh, hey, anytime the genius gets his ass kicked is a good day. I'm
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. Thumbs up for me.
1: Do you like the show so
0: far, Than? So far, I I do. I am actually enjoying this. I've said for weeks that I was looking forward to watching this. Now that I've seen the build up to it, and it has not disappointed. I would have to say my favorite match was the model and uh, Shawn Michaels match. I thought that was that was a pretty good one because it told a nice story there. The pace of the whole show is just flowing.
1: I like the spectacle of it. SummerSlam is my show. SummerSlam was the first pay-per-view I ever went to live. It's the first real show I ever saw. So I have always been a big fan of SummerSlam. And to see it with 80,000 people. Yeah. And there's something about it, it's in the daytime, the sun is out, and I think that works in its favor, because you can see everybody, you can see everything, you can see the 80,000 people. So i really dig the spectacle of it i think it just looks huge i was also thinking about just the time period we're watching and you got nails boss man you've got razor ramon showing up flair warrior and perfect brett's about to transition as champion there is a lot of stuff that is memorable going on in just these three months that we're watching and leading up to this show Yeah. I'm looking back on the last 15 years of WWE. I don't know if I have seen as many memorable moments that we'll be talking about 30 years from now. Like the whole 2000s of WWE versus just the last three months I've watched. Yeah. It's a good time.
0: It's the pacing that they did back then. Everything was stretched out longer. So by the time they got to some of these blow-off matches the anticipation had built so much whereas now somebody ticked me off an hour ago now we get to have a match yeah so i i liked the old pace like this where it took weeks to get to a match and they wouldn't even like see each other in the ring no it's just like, always
1: like uh, you saw the guys they always look powerful they always yeah. look good because they're always beating up somebody really lame yeah and then when you exactly. finally got these guys together it was a big deal Exactly. I missed the and red tights. Not. The red tights were the secret sauce, man. The red
0: tights are the secret sauce. They just needed the special sauce. And right. the, the, the lettuce, onions, pickles, cheese, and all that Pickles, stuff. cheese, yep. and Dwayne Gill. And Dwayne Gill.
1: My favorite match, believe it or not, as much as they made it into such a controversial or pivotal moment in Legion Doom's history, mm-hmm. I dug the Legion of Doom match, mostly okay. because of Money Incorporated. Oh, of course. I thought those guys working as a tag team telling the story about how they weren't going to let poor Hawk tag Mm -hmm. was probably even better storytelling than the goofy ha-ha of the Shawn Michaels match. I really liked DiBiase and Rotunda showing everybody how it's really done. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, those two were masters.
1: They were. Good masters
0: at their craft.
1: Because everybody went home happy thinking Legion of Doom kicks ass. And if you Mm -hmm. really watched the match, it was D.B. It's all money ink. It's all money ink making all that happen.
0: Especially since Hawk was blitzed out of his mind.
1: (laughs) Apparently, this is the end of Hawk.
0: Yeah, the end of Hawk. You know, you you wouldn't have been able to tell. I wouldn't have been able to tell if I hadn't known, if you hadn't told me.
1: Yeah, it just looked like he was selling and not just totally blitzed. Totally,
0: completely coked out of his head. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah to know that watching that match
1: well next week we will finish off Summerslam 92 okay we got crush versus repo as (laughs) demolition explodes (laughs) yes yes this (laughs) uh, this is just better together that's what I'd call this match
0: oh my god it would have been such an awesome you know I would have taken crush versus repo if it was demolition explodes that would have been such a better match
1: that was a really cool moment and i forget what royal rumble it was i think they were in the number one and number two spots if i'm remembering this thing Mm -hmm. correctly Mm -hmm. axe comes in and then smash comes in or vice versa yeah and they're just looking at each other like, okay. Let's <laughs> yeah, beat each other's ass. <laughs> start each other's ass great. Yeah, that's awesome. It was. That's awesome. Um, yeah. We get Warrior versus Savage is actually going to be the match right after that because they're not putting the world title in the final slot. So we got that. No, we
0: kind of knew that because Bulldog's in the main event. He's got to be in the main event since they're in England.
1: We get Taker versus Kamala.
0: Taker versus Kamala. And I'm interested in that match. Is Kamala going to do anything beyond his normal antics?
1: I want to see that too, because I was looking ahead, because I swear I saw a gigantic casket with the moon symbol and his mm-hmm. star symbols that are painted on his chest and, and stomach on mm-hmm. this gigantic casket. And I wasn't hallucinating. That match is actually going to take place Survivor series. So whatever oh, nice. happens at this one is going to carry over to Survivor oh, Series right. in a casket match.
0: So we'll get another we'll get another one. Yeah.
1: I like and I it. don't know if they had a casket match before. This might be the very first casket match. I really don't remember.
0: Awesome, awesome.
1: We will see. And then the the finish it off. What I, I this is how bad my memory is going back thirty mm-hmm. years. I thought this took place at Royal Albert Hall, but it's Bulldog versus Brett, and mm-hmm. I remember this match being like the shit.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good one, but it, I'm sure it's going to be all Brett, But I'm looking forward to that one as well. Things
1: we won't see: two dark matches. We didn't get the Shango match versus El Matador. No, we didn't get no. Doug and Bushwhackers uh, against the Nasties. Yeah, uh, and next week we will not be seeing. Somewhere in this card hmm. between Crush and Repo and Bulldog Bret was Tatanka versus the Berserker.
0: Oof. I'm <laughs> sure that would have been that would have been a barn burner if we it's had a, seen that.
1: A a, a legendary classic.
0: Did Berserker just throw Tatanka out of the ring and, and That was it. That was the whole thing. Yeah, it was yeah. the match. Yeah. Um well then I don't have to see that one. I already s- know how it ends. And
1: then stole his feathers.
0: Yes. God damn <laughs> stole it. Stole his feathers. <laughs> like, keep stealing my feathers
1: yeah. damn it the nice feathers
0: i'm gonna to have to start wearing like fake feathers and keep the real ones in a box that's right Uh oh.
1: summer slam will continue next week till then
0: i am fan i'm dom and sean michaels has left the building Ira Undertaker, yeah. uh, I've gotten Fuji's voice right now. Cyanara, Undertaker. Uh, 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 oh, very good. Sounds kind good of one. like the
1: count too. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> What's up, Tom? This is Gangrel the Vampire. warning You can see I don't have much time because the sun's coming up over my shoulder, so I got to jump in my coffin. But I wanted to wish you a happy, happy birthday. Dominator, I to wish you a happy, happy birthday. I hope you fang and a banging birthday. Want some, get some, bad enough take some. And I hope you're out there taking some, man. Go out there, you deserve everything. Give everybody a bloodbath that gets in your way. Have a fang and a bangin' birthday, thong. Happy, happy, happy. Happy birthday. Oh, one last thing I wanna say thank you for being a fan and saying I'm the shit every time I came up with my white puppy shirt, my sunglasses on, rocking that music through the flames. Thank you for being a long time fan and happy birthday.